What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite. We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams. Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together. Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Streamiverse. It's Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> it's actually Wednesday. Aren't we posting and this on Wednesday? we're sipping tea. Oh, we are. Sip, sip. Today is Wednesday, Danielle. You're right. We're posting it on Thursday. Oh, Rob. Rob's doing okay, guys. Uh, listen, I just wanted to start this episode out by reading this tweet thread that I thought was absolutely great. And it's written by Tom Guerra, who used to be the uh, BuzzFeed opinion editor for news. And it goes, something that jumps out regarding how people talk about Quibi. It's bizarre to attribute their problem to timing, coronavirus, technology, marketing, etc. The fact that not a single one of their billion dollars worth of shows have caught on in even a minor way is the entire story. Imagine how difficult it is to spend a billion dollars paying every famous person in Hollywood to make whatever shows they want, stream them all online effectively for free, and not one minute of any of them blows up or gets talked about, memed, or noticed in any way. The craziest part is the idea that the lockdowns were bad news for Quibi. This was maybe the this was the best three months in our entire lives to roll out a giant slate of new streaming TV shows and movies. Is there a person alive who'd say with a straight face that their screen time has decreased? There's even a claim that Quibi suffered because it's mobile centric and you can't cast it to a TV. I just paused here to point out. Two different women have become national celebrities in the last three months by posting videos of them lip syncing press conferences by prominent politicians. That's Tom Guerra on Twitter, absolutely slicing and dicing through any Went excuse. Off. Yeah, through any excuse Quibi could make. He's totally right. We've asked him to come on the show. He has not responded. <laughs> but I just thought this well, was a great insight. Like I, I, I've said over and over again that like everyone hates the buzzword or the buzz phrase of it is content is king. Right. It's like if you don't have a hit show, it's not gonna go. Oh, like, another. No, there's I love nothing that rhyme. bringing people. There's nothing bringing people to the platform. You know. Yeah. The the fact that the content is so bad that nobody cares about it is like a huge problem. But then that's compounded by the fact that they didn't figure out like sharing and social features. I saw another interesting tr tweet that I can't decide if I'm going to bring up to our guest this weekend, but it was a tweet about how Quibi expects you to pay money for a show that airs on TV for free and is, you know, five minutes as opposed to an hour long. <laughs> and that I'm talking <laughs> about 60 minutes. <laughs> it just sounds so ass backwards, like everything yeah. about it. When you say it like that, it sounds real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when you get deep in the weeds, like we've been talking about this for a long time, you actually start to like lose sight of the bigger picture and you start to like lose your 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 like objective perspective of things. Because mm -hmm. like we both knew at the beginning of this thing that this was like an insane, ridiculous idea that like was terrible. And we were like the first time we heard the pricing we were like, are you fucking kidding me? There's no free tier. Like, right. this is, I'm going to pay for ads for a five-minute video. Like, 
You know how many? <laughs> do you know how many YouTube videos are put on YouTube every day? How many? I don't even know. I'm asking you. <laughs> no, I don't but know. I, think I don't just have I, that number in my back pocket. I have, I have a vague re- number reference in the back of my head, and I think it's like literally millions of videos every day. YouTube is a gold mine for anyone's brain, for any facet of your curiosity. Yeah. It's such a great service. How could Quibi, I mean, just the fact that YouTube exists, how could Quibi think that this was ever going to happen? And um, we responded to this tweet today that I thought was interesting. Apparently, uh, David Dobrik and Mr. Beast, big time YouTube personalities, pitched Quibi and Quibi wasn't interested. And there was a quote, which this is an alleged quote. I don't think it's actually been attributed or like confirmed um, that Jeffrey Katzenberg apparently said, if it's on YouTube, it's it's not for Quibi. Like I've said this before. Snobbery. Snobbery. Snobbery and ego. YouTube red for rich people. Yeah. So just we're not talking that much about Quibi because it's just not that much to talk about anymore. But I thought that tweet thread was great and wanted to bring it to people's attention. So there is something that we we have been watching by we. I mean, Rob. But I yes. watched the first season of it. So I really want Rob to walk me through second season. Um, it's okay. dating around on Netflix. Something Danielle and I finally both agree on. I we know. We both love this show. We have such different opinions usually. We do not have the same tastes often. Yes. Um, and But we both love this show. And mm-hmm. season one was great. It's very low editing, very low yeah. production. Like, it doesn't seem that expensive to make. No. But powerful. No, mm-hmm. Powerful show. Yeah. So Dating Around is uh, this show. Shit dating show on Netflix, and it basically is like sort of a voyeuristic view on people going on blind dates together. And so it follows one person, it gives you a little background on, like, you know, from their friends and family of like who they are, what they think about the person. You know, they're like, Billy's such a great guy, I want him to find the right person, yada yada yada. And then you follow Billy or whoever it is on the date. And it's really, like, nicely shot, nicely lit. It yeah. all happens, like, in a restaurant or in a little town somewhere. It's, uh, each season, I think, is a different city. I think the first season was New York City, right? The first season was New York City, and it made, like, I'd been to a couple of the places that they had their mm-hmm. dates, and they looked so much better in the show. Like, they just make everything look yeah. beautiful and romantic and yeah. glamorous. But as you said, sure. from far away. So it's, like, it's just enough to make you feel like you're like a voyeur looking in on the date, but it's yeah. far enough away that they can actually like talk freely and it feels very intimate. Yeah. I think they're using long lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both love this show. The first time I saw it, like something clicked for me and I was like, damn, this is great. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I'm single. I'm still a person that goes down around dating and, so I like to watch it. It's kind of like, and especially now, I think they released it at a perfect time. Yes. Because people are just starting to think about dating again during quarantine. Right. You know, now that things are reopening. And I'm like, oh, perfect. This will get me like in the right mindset to start thinking about like going on dates and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like almost like practice or you get to like learn a little bit from like what other people think about other people. And how things look know? from the outside. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say like I'm I'm married and I watched the first season with my husband. And I think it's so great because it offers perspectives from so many different people. Like there's yeah. no cookie cutter. You know, The Bachelor has come under fire. It's just like all these boring straight white people, you know, mm-hmm. they're all hot, but in a very generic, interchangeable way. Whereas yeah. Dating Around features all these different types of people. It's super diverse, super interesting. Like I, my favorite episode from the first season features very old people <laughs> going mm-hmm. on dates and trying to find love. And it's just like a time of life that is so routinely ignored or treated as a punchline in media that is actually very yeah. interesting, especially, oh yeah. my gosh, dating beyond 60. Can you, you know, can you imagine? It's going to be tough. So I loved yeah. that they showed that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think there's something for everyone in Dating Around. But So the second yeah. season came out, and I haven't watched yet, but Rob has. And I need Rob to fill me in because apparently episode two is absolutely explosive. Yeah, so season two, I think, is based in New Orleans or New Orleans or Nolans, Nolans. however you want to say it. Les et les beaux temps um, Yeah, sure, whatever that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you know, like... They go through all these different people on each episode and like, you know, one episode is a straight couple. The next one's a gay couple. The next one's lesbian. The next one is interracial or bi. Um, And so episode two, I forget the guy's name, but it's this like redhead guy. (laughs) Does that seem right to you? I haven't watched it. You didn't even see the preview? Oh, yeah. So it's this redheaded guy. It's this redheaded guy. He's a professor at a university kind of a nerdy guy but like his friends speak volumes of him they're like he's like the nicest best guy he'd make a great boyfriend like he's incredible like just a real gentleman gentleman stand-up guy and so then he goes into the dates and uh and he is oh he's a really nice guy i wasn't expecting that okay (laughs) he's he's such a sweet guy but he's really high energy and he's like really nerdy, nervous, high energy, you know? Oh. So like so like everything he says is like this. And he's like, you know, ha ha. ha. And he's like <laughs> laugh. It's like a forced laugh and yeah. stuff. And it's like visibly cringy right. to watch. It def- he definitely like loosens up into the middle of the episode, but like for the whole like the beginning is like shock value almost. It's like Whoa, dude, take it easy. (laughs) He's so high energy. And then to contrast him, there's like one of the girls is just this like beautiful, like hot model. Mm -hmm. And she's so like low key, low energy, chill. And he's like, and so they're just, you know, batting up against each other. (laughs) It's kind of insane. And they just seem to. There were like there was one person that seemed to get along with him well, but then the other like four were just like total opposites, like from like energy and like vibe and everything. Yeah. And so it was an insane roller coaster to like get back and forth between all these people and see all the different reactions. But like even him just being such like an outrageous character. Oh, and by the way, one of the people. He's a professor at this university. One of them is a student at the university. Ew! <laughs> he teaches that. <laughs> I know. That's so gross. I know. You guys got to go watch this episode. That's hideous. Um, but it's just so interesting 
and you learn so much from like watching these people interact. Do you feel and more aware of yourself now, Rob? I do. When you're going to sure. go on a date, you're going to be like yeah. as if dating around was following me. Yeah. Okay, but good. this is the thing. So this is the thing about dating around. Like when I first ever first came across the show, like something clicked for me and I was like trying to figure out what it was. And it was just like, I don't know. This is amazing. I just want to keep watching. And then I was watching it this week and normally like I'm watching something and everybody else in the apartment is just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. But I'm watching it. Other people like are you know passing through the kitchen or whatever, and they catch wind of it, and then they sit down, and then my other roommate sits down, and now all of a sudden we're all watching together. We're all talking about like, oh, this guy's great, this guy sucks, you know. <laughs> and there's a phenomenon that never happens. We never oh, all wow. sit down together, but there's there's something about this show that people it, gravitate it, towards. It brings people together. Yeah, a sense I think of people community. Like, People like the psychology of it. They like to like compare oh, themselves. Sure. People love to compare themselves to like characters and other people. And this show is like a direct, it's like a pure direct line of that to your brain. I just, and I love because everyone has gone on like either a really great date or a really bad date. Yeah. And it's usually not, you know, it's not like on these other shows where it's like, it was a bad date because like a fucking camera crew was following us around and my ex-boyfriend who the producers probably talked to and flew in showed up and mm -hmm. tried to start a fight. It's not bad because of that. It's bad because you fundamentally are not meant to be on a date with this person. Yeah. And the only way to figure that out was to meet up because you probably met on an app. Yeah. So the only way to test that chemistry is in person. And it's so interesting to see that play out in other people. And these are... These are all blind dates too. And then the show like basically I think forces them to take a ride share home. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. And so and I re I really respect the people on the show because they tell it like it is. Like if they're if they're having a bad time or they don't vibe with the person, they're just they just say it and they just say, "I think we're done." I like, respect that. It's not it's not working out. Because that's such a big thing is people leading each other on or ghosting or whatever. I so respect whenever someone's just like, you know what? I don't like you. It's not meant to be. Yeah. Goodbye. It's great. And it's brutal to watch sometimes. <laughs> but but it makes you feel something. And that's what we like about it. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires. See you in the streamy.